You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Rexon Lines Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I don't have no AKA, but actually, yes, I do. Um, AKA, y'all are unserious people, and I need y'all to grow the hill up and get some actual politics. Um, and I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candace, not so newlywed PC on all social media. My AKA is be the bitch, be the kid, bet not be the dog. Um, <laughs> you know the fuck what. <laughs> <laughs> mistreat women mistreat your employees (laughs) mistreat your kids mistreat your baby mamas but don't mistreat no animals um we're back uh we hope that y'all enjoyed last week's episode and that if you haven't listened go back and listen it was a phenomenal episode a huge huge shout out to blair a huge shout out to john they made it a a really funny episode i enjoy myself can't wait to have them back on um but this week we coming in with with the ratchet news of the week um vh1 has cut ties with c's from black ink after a video surfaced of him brutally beating what looks like a puppy and i'm not saying it wasn't the right decision to make but y'all should have cut ties with c's after two cps cases were opened on him in georgia and new york yes this the thing it takes us back to how um people never believe women his own daughter came forward and said he beat the shit out of her beat the shit out of her for not wanting to wash some dishes And we know that there was evidence of some form of abuse because his now ex-girlfriend, who he probably going to get back with now that he ain't got shit. um, Well, he still got shit. He still got his tattoo shops. I'm being dramatic. But that TV bag was a bag and it it gave him a lot of exposure. Mm -hmm. Because when Steve got started, he was there was only one black ink. Now it's three. I think it's more than three. It's yeah. At least three on, on TV. Uh, yeah, but I mean, outside of TV, you yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah. he got a lot of shops across the country. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there was one when he started. Now he's got a franchise of black ink tattoo shops. And um, but y'all don't believe women. Y'all don't believe women. We saw his ex-girlfriend get on social media and berate the shit out of his daughter, call her all types of fat, funky, lazy and stinky. Um. You know, and she still stayed with him. I ain't never gonna stayed with her. And, and Cheyenne said that C's uh, brutally was beating on her. And I don't care how, you know, and then we saw people talking about, was she a big girl? With it? I don't care how big she is. She ain't stronger than no man. I mean, not only that, why does that matter? Why are you as a, as a, as a parent or just anybody, period, beating somebody else? She why is are you not, using she, another person? She's not Layla Ali. No matter how big you think she was, she was never going to be able to get her licks back on her father. Um, in all of this, Caesar's baby mama, Crystal, came for who was happily engaged and said that, you know, a lot of people didn't want to believe her and her daughter when they came forward about these allegations. And, and now look at them. And I agree. 
they, they instead of putting seeds on ice, they used it for a storyline. Yeah, they made a mockery they, of it. Yeah, when me when uh, news broke of this, me and Candace was texting, and I said, uh, "Well, actually, both of us said that." Uh, well, actually, Candace, you said that C deserved to rock because of that video because it was brutal. Like, it, we're not saying that he didn't deserve, you know, to be cut ties with it because that, that video, like, he was treating that damn dog, dog like, like, like it was, was WrestleMania. Like it was WrestleMania. Yeah, so abs- How do you pick up a chair, so he, fold it up, and start hitting a dog with it? Right. So he absolutely deserved to go. It's just performative and sick on Big Fish's part that they allowed the other stuff for him to be used as a storyline. Because the, the writing the was on the wall. His, the, the abuse with his daughter. Shit, the, the, the way he treated his employees. Shit, Shit the way he not... treated his the women he dated. Let's be real here. Also, the way he that. treated Kitty, the way he treated uh Duchess, and Duchess was a bozo, but he still treated her pretty fucking crappy. The way he even treated Crystal. Before C started getting some real money in his pocket, he was a shit father. Which I always He was in and out up. of jail for not paying child support. Yeah, and you know, don't I, don't I always bring it up, Karen's when he get on his father the year shit and during that whole time when he was using um Cheyenne for a storyline, I kept bringing it up like nigga, you just started being a father, like literally just started. Yeah. So, also, congratulations to Cheyenne who graduated high school and went to prom. You you go, girl. Um, right. hope you are headed to college or you know something that you're passionate about doing. But um, we, we totally understand you not wanting anything to do with your father because he's a terrible fucking nigga. And Big Fish should have been cut been. ties. And, you know, the only question I have is what does this mean for Black Ink? Are you going to go find other Black franchises? Um, yeah. Do you just get rid of C's and keep Puma and Teddy in them? Or If anything, you- I think, if anything, I think they might just... Uh, recast. They uh, should just uh, recast it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Either I think I do. I agree with that, and I also feel like they probably will put Black Ink New York on pause for now. No, they finished filming on- it. They airing it. It's it's it was filming when all this came about. Yeah, they said the last yeah. season will air, so that gives them yeah. plenty of time to recast it or figure out will Chicago become the yeah. flagship show. Well, is yeah. you, I know for sure Compton is coming back. Maybe we see a bigger role with Cat, you know, yeah. in in the black. And that's what brand. I'm saying. Like I know in the uh, when it broke, it said like they was filming, wrapping up filming when this broke. So I'm not talking about you know pausing it oh, after yeah. that. Them, yeah, I'm saying yeah. like after that they might pause it. Might you know? They I don't still think they will. Going. I think they're gonna recast it. Um, but way to fuck up everybody else bag being an abusive piece of shit. And yeah, then he going to go on Instagram and turn the comments off on his post. And you look even worse. This is my thing. And this, we gave you some roses this season because you did was use a lot better boss than we'd ever seen you be on this show. But take some accountability. Get with your PR person. Get with your strategist. And you should have put out a statement by now. You should be trying to get some help. You should be getting arrested. Right. If we being honest. You should be on you. They should be pressing charges on you. But the fact that you've not said anything and you feel like this is going to quietly go away. I know it's not. Now, what killed me was a nigga talking about it was a setup and that it didn't portray who he actually was as a person. I'm like, nigga, That's have exactly you forgotten we've seen is. you over these, all of these years? 
But who I really want to drag is Donna's dumb ass. Donna reposted the, the video. That she had. Talking about she hope people see sees for the monster he is. Are, did you forget you are the same bitch who made some very, very anti-Asian comments after that parlor shooting down in Atlanta? Like, girl. I you was, are a I monster was... too, bitch. Like, and let's not look forget. Like, and you literally look like one. You are oh. a monster, bitch. Oh, and never apologized. Nothing. Never apologized for those comments. Those comments, the way that and you, you and you beat on your boyfriend, and your co-workers. you co you an abuser too, bitch. Yes, all of that, like the the nerve and audacity of you, and you and you quite literally are only saying this about seeds because of how y'all have felt, kind of fell out these last you. couple of seasons. Because right. he fired your ass. That's all this is doing, and this which brings me to. You know, great segue. Um, uh, Eric Mena, you will never ever have any good luck in life because you are a crab ass bitch. You are a crab ass bitch. You are a waste of space, a waste oh, of looks, a waste of a ass, waste of, a waste of face. <laughs> uh, yes, a waste of face, a waste of everything because. You waited until you and Safari were going through a nasty custody battle and divorce to first things first. Very fucking transphobic. Very fucking transphobic. Done. For a bitch that eat pussy, how are you transphobic? And this like is why we've been that way. Um, I don't know that she's ever I've never seen any transphobic comments from her until now. Um uh. But you you are a self you you self-proclaimed to be bisexual. We've seen you be in a relationship with a woman. So for to see you in text messages with Safari calling transgender women that T word and using that as a gotcha against Safari, like it is something <clears throat> something against his sexuality. It'd be like you are a loser. A whole fucking loser. And then to expose that there's a put and again, allegedly, we don't know how true this is, but it's a you alleged that Safari was having inappropriate conversations in 2016 with DJ Self's 15-year-old daughter at the time. But you went and married him and had two kids with a man like that. What does that say about you? Right, like if you were privy to all this information and you still got with this man, what does that say about you? That you was cool with that until now. Loser, bitch. You're a loser and you are complicit. And that is one of the biggest issues that we see with women when it comes to the abuse of girls is that a lot of you hoes keep your mouth closed until you think you got a uh you got you can have a moment an opportunist this six years ago you've been new you ain't just find out you've been new but it was okay until y'all was going through a, a custody battle you a loser bitch and dj self need to press charges on both y'all if it's true correct 
also very nasty work with you bitch because you didn't think twice about this if it's true you didn't think twice about it could how it could affect his daughter having this information floating around the internet because that makes her a victim mm-hmm. you ain't think twice about the victim Correct. only that you might have a gotcha moment with your soon-to-be ex-husband you didn't care about what harm would come to this girl and her family. If you really, really cared about this and it was something that you was really disgusted about and maybe you just found out about because you saw some text messages or you was going through his phone or whatever, you would have went to DJ Self privately and had this and y'all would have handled this. You would have respected his daughter's privacy loser ass bitch you a terrible bitch boy get away from us and nothing good is gonna come to you correct prayers down god dog look we gonna hop into our shows um we gonna start off with real housewives of atlanta because i just so let me say it's not for a lack of drama um it's just that my friend said it when we first introduced the show to the lineup, why Sonya here? And we still going with that. I just think as a four-time gold Olympian, um, world champion, so on and so forth, you sitting up arguing with somebody who's, whose fame and glory is playing herself on the game many, many years ago, it is corny. It's not given. It's very corny and it's forced. And you can tell that it's forced. Especially considering that y'all had a conversation, y'all talked, and yet you're still forcing this shit with Drew of all goddamn people. Which the 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 goddamn nerve and audacity and gall, but also a bit of truth of Drew of Drew Sedora calling you a pick me in human form when she married to a nigga named Ralph. Not just married to a nigga named Ralph. Married to a nigga named Ralph who don't treat her right, but she refused to leave. Exactly. That's who calling you. That's who calling you a pick me, Sonya, and she's not completely wrong, unfortunately. Um, could you, at, could you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, friend. I was about to leave this alone because it's 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 giving. I'm trying right. to keep my peach. Yes, that's exactly what it's giving, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's y'all are performing, and it's annoying. And instead of having this, we could be getting to some real drama. And and Sonya, the thing is, instead of trying to argue with Drew, just be transparent about what's going on in your life. That's how you're gonna keep your peach. Yes, because everybody can tell about. you, yeah, everybody could tell you trying so hard to argue with Drew because you want to be seen as a girl who can who can keep the mess rolling. Yeah, as a new girl. I'm not I'm not at all pleased or impressed by any of it. Um I want to know why Marlo is foaming at the mouth to have issues with Candy. Another situation of giving press. I feel like jealousy is seeping through Marlo's pores. Um, That's why she looks so old. And, you know... And I don't get what, I I don't agree with Marlo. Nobody needs to rally around Sheree because I feel like Sheree and this Tyrone shit is another fabricated, you know, situation so that she can have a storyline on the show. Because without Tyrone, what do Sheree got going? 
she's not a she's not a business maven. It's not like she by Sheree is doing anything. She's not making any big business moves, which I don't understand because if we're talking about giving body for her age, Sheree is one of the most fit bitches on that show, next yes. to Sonya. And they yes. never won a gold medal running track. Sheree keep that body tight just to keep that body tight. Yeah. The legs and <laughs> like you got Drew who didn't have 47 plastic surgeries and nips and tucks and tummy tucks, and she still she still built like a little bag of flour, like the little two-pound bag. <laughs> the little the little two-pound bag of Pillsbury flour. You know which one I'm talking about when you don't need the big bag. Just a little bag to top off your flower <laughs> container at home. She built like the little bag of flour. That's the show title, I think. <laughs> the little, little bag little, of flour. Little bag of <laughs> a, a, a drop, a, a, drew, uh, a drew drop. That's what she built. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Droopy Drew. Like, what? <laughs> but now, I, I agree with you as an adult to that. Uh, girl, Marlo Sharae, a grown-ass woman who was willingly talking to a nigga in jail. The fuck they look like rattling around her for? I'm sorry to be me, but nigga. <laughs> girl, you rallied behind somebody that was willing to talk to a nigga in jail. What? And I then, you. Oh, so well. if you don't go somewhere, like I said, I, I just feel like the Tyrone situation is is Sheree's umph because if Sheree is booted off again after this season, I think this is going to be the last time we see Sheree on Atlanta. And see, here's my thing. I, I agree with you. And also, I'll add on to that. Knowing... See, the thing is, if this was a like new thing with Sheree, it would be one thing. But she been talking to this nigga, and this nigga has been her storyline for like the past, like four years, even off outside the show with her. So like, what else more is there? Like, this ain't this the only thing you got going on in your life? Is this nigga in jail that stood you up? Like, what? Yes, yes, it is. Like, like we, I just said, Sheree don't have anything going on business wise. And nobody should be dropping it. The only thing Drew should be dropping is Ralph. But I don't need no, I don't need no fitness tips, no body tips from Drew Sedora who had a tummy tuck and still got a tummy. We should be getting that from Sheree. We should be getting that from Sheree. And the crazy part is Sheree has had that cold ass body all of her Real Housewives tenure. Sheree body ain't Sheree body ain't never been unfit. Not that ass. She always done had the if if nothing else, Sheree gonna get her ass up and go to the gym. She by shapes. Uh, she in shape. She. <laughs> she in been shape. In shape. Yeah, <laughs> been in shape. That bitch been in shape. We cannot take that from Sheree. I don't take from Sheree that she's a very attractive woman. We yeah. talk Sheree gotta be between 40 to 50. Mm-hmm. She's just stupid. She just dumb, and you don't have nothing else going on besides being 50 and centering a felon who is on house arrest and you don't know where he lived. Ain't no way a motherfucker like Tyrone would have stood me up because I would have been, but he lived with his wife. That's what I believe. He yeah. I believe he lived with his wife or his longtime nigga, girlfriend nigga, 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 who nigga, he has nigga. kids with. Nigga, Sheree is 52. 
Sheree looks fucking amazing to be 52. Is that? So why the fuck is you chasing behind a fucking loser like Tyrone? Correct. That's why I believe a part of this is fabricated and for a storyline. She don't have nothing else going on. And with that being said, I don't see no reason for y'all to keep trying to force everybody to rally around a motherfucker who knew better that didn't do better. Sorry, not sorry. And then mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. And it is what it is. Who I gonna check you like... or who gonna check on me, boo? Now that's how you use a damn show title. Um I also feel like Marlo is trying to be this rallying crowd for Sheree because she too really don't don't have shit going that we actually care about. Like Marlo she got stuff she, going on. She has this uh, she has this nonprofit where she provides um you know glam it up where she provides you know clothes and things like that uh to 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 girls and all that and she gets mad at Candy because Candy offered to donate some very gently used clothing. And my thing is, okay, why are you upset about that? I'm not trying to be funny, but Candy's gently used secondhand clothing still probably costs more than a lot of motherfuckers brand new out the store clothing. Something something wore once from Candy, and it probably wasn't wore but, but a couple hours because you know how rich motherfuckers do. They change outfits five, six times a day. Yeah. And it also it's a nonprofit. So if you don't accept gently used clothing, Marlo, why not? Why wasn't that stated? Why wasn't that stated? Because she's stupid. I also, can you please leave us alone trying to put together a girl's trip for Sheree? Again, <laughs> 52 year old woman. <laughs> 52-year-old woman who willingly got into bed with somebody that's in, that was in prison, got out, don't know where he lived and lay his head. It's, it's, giving, me, it's giving me winter on crack. <laughs> because I'm not trying to be funny, but if this man on house arrest, he got to go to that place every night. He got to sleep there. Why you don't know where he sleep at every night, Sheree? Why you ain't show up there? A if motherfucker stand me up. I'm showing up at your door if I know where you stay. Because he's sleeping with his wife, like you said. That's the reason. That's the reason. Um, Sonya and Drew part two. Leave it. Leave us alone. Leave, like leave us alone. I feel like we could say that for most of the storylines that's going on so far. Like leave us alone and get to the good shit. I don't care about mommy nation. Um, it's, it's giving me not for lazy moms mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think yeah. famous women yeah. and women with tons of access and means um, having these, these mommy parenting platforms acting like, you know, the, the world caves in on them. No, you, it don't. It yeah. don't. It don't. That class and access is not the same, baby. It is not the same. It you, is not the it same. Is not the, it is not the same for working and working poor and poor mothers and mothers. Like, it is literally, not the same. Literally, you and your husband have a Nike sponsorship 
and y'all did this grand Nike photo shoot and you talking about mommy nation and what it's like to pay. It, it's not the same. You do not it's relate not. to everyday working moms. I'm sorry. You don't. And you, you are don't. phenomenal at what you do, but I wish that as black women, y'all would stand up and this will go for Monique as well. Stand up in the privilege and the access that you do have yeah. and use those platforms to center and put a light on actual everyday working moms who don't have the access and privilege that y'all have. Yes. That's how you do that. You prop up the everyday working moms. You figure out how, how you can have a platform where you can discuss ways to help make parenting a lot easier for moms that don't have the access and privilege that y'all do. Perfectly, perfectly said, Frank. That's that's my thing. And I do feel like if Sonya and Drew are not getting along, there's no reason for them to um, be at each other's events and business events. I know you have to do it for the sake of filming that, that y'all are paid by the number of appearances y'all make throughout the season um, per episode or whatever. But I just don't see a reason. I do agree. I don't see a reason to invite for Sonya to invite Drew to anything. She's made it known. She don't fuck with her. She don't like her. She cool on her. Don't invite her. Pretty much. It is what it is. Continue to do girl trips where all the girls got to be there. But when we talking about somebody's individual event that they are planning individually, that this does not really have anything to do with the show. You know, you can invite who the fuck you want to invite. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um... I do not care about Marlo's family storyline. And if, if I'm being rude, that's just what it is. I'll take that lick. I'll stand up in it. But I do not care about the nephews, the sister in jail, um, you know, yeah. with the mental Marlo health. Because Marlo. y'all are trying to make this like a, y'all are trying to, Push this in now, but her sister's mental health issues have been very much so secondary. And the way Marlo treats other people, I think is very hypocritical to try to have this storyline about her sister having mental health issues and such. When Marlo is just very much so mean and nasty as fuck to other people, and you don't know what consequences her behavior could have on the next person's mental health so until we check marlo about how she treats other people i don't really care about this storyline with her sister's mental health i agree um and i'll take it a step further they have been trying even when they have marlo as kind of a honorary member slash still friend of the show they were trying to push the storyline with her family and stuff and no disrespect to her family but i don't care because marlo is just that goddamn mean cruel and vile and that's and that's her personality. Like it's not even some of it is for the show, but that's just dead ass who Marlo is. So to try to push this, you know, framing of her trying to show a quote unquote soft side with her family and stuff. I'm sorry, I don't care. Do not get the fuck at all because yeah. Marlo don't give a fuck about nobody else on their family. So why should we give a fuck about Marlo? Period. Um. <laughs> Speaking of that's... family, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, friend. Speaking of family, segue, Jones. Uh, let's talk about uh, what did we say? Couples retreat or DC next? Love and marriage, DC. Okay. Uh, DC, yes. Let's 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 travel to DC. So I want I do want to give a few pedals to um Chris 
because you know he absolutely is stepping up he is taking very serious what monique is passionate about with this new job as a radio host he is getting up he is with the kids he is seeing firsthand what it looks like to be a stay-at-home parent and how uh difficult it can be and how time-consuming it can be and how tiresome it can be um but he's staying the course and going from being the one constantly working to the one being home, um, I, I do. I do see him putting in a lot of effort, which to me makes Monique all the more insufferable in the way she talks to him and treats him because he really does want to be her support system and wants her to flourish in the ways that she wants to flourish. So, you know. Agreed. Shout, shout out to Chris Samuels. Also, um, shout out to that moment. So the epi- what made the episode worthwhile to me is when Chris and DJ Quick got together and when it got, you know, foot massages and stuff. But I like the fact that when they were talking about their mental health, they were not trying to task their partners with fixing them. Because that's what a lot of straight men do. They, they want to task their women with helping them to get better and be better and be better versions of themselves. I like that Chris talked about therapy. Yes. Not leaning on your wife, but going and actually recognizing that you need the help and getting the help. I thought that was phenomenal. I feel I, like this show is working for Chris Samuels and against Monique. I, yes, I agree. And I... Because we have said that, you know, even we said last episode, Chris has made some pretty ugly statements when the shit was going on with Potomac. But it seems like Chris is really doing the work to unlearn and then do better and be better for himself, yeah. for his kids, for his wife and the people around him. And I at absolutely respect Yeah, at least on camera. And I absolutely respect that. Yeah. I do and respect at least that. On ca- and, it's, and it seems like the opposite is working on me. Well, the more on camera that we see of her, the more she just is just insufferable as fuck, like you said. She is very insufferable. Um, and it only took 47 people to tell DJ Quick to do better for him to, to want to do better. Um, I, I, but let me tell you, I do like DJ Quick and Ashley. I, I like Ashley a lot. I like that Ashley was very transparent about being a someone who has suffered with depression for a very long time and mm-hmm. and what depression looks like and how people who do have you know access and privilege um how people talk to her about depression like you ain't got nothing to be depressed about i hate when people say that i loathe it well your bills paid you got a car you got food in your mouth this is, what is you depressed about that's not how depression works right so I do, I do appreciate that. I, I do think the moment where Ashley is talking to her book editor about depression and Quick and Chris get together. Um, and I appreciate Quick being vulnerable in this scene as well. And I, I appreciate Chris being vulnerable, talking about how, you know, their backgrounds of where they come from and where that meant, how that mentality stunted their growth for so long about, you know, man up, chin up, chest up, man up. We, you don't cry don't do this you know chris says he comes from an abusive background abusive home 
a Viet, you know, his dad was a was a war vet. And we know how that plays out a lot of times when people yeah. come back from the military and they've been in war and they've done several tours. And while they may appear fine on the outside, inside, there's a lot going on, a lot of PTSD, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety and so on and so forth. And it lends itself to abuse. And how this country doesn't provide the proper resources. And for how this veterans. country doesn't invite you. Listen, let's talk about it. Say it again, friend, while I'm shutting up. Uh, yeah, because uh, trust me, as someone whose uncle, who's both both uncles on both sides of my family served, and my dad, trust me, uh, thankfully they were able to get the help uh, they needed. Um, but you know, they are the exception to the rule. Uh, this country uh, does not give a fuck, particularly for veterans, uh, black veterans in particular, uh, this country does not give a fuck about the mil- uh, veterans in the military after they have served their time and does not help them uh, reacclimate to society or help them with their mental health, physical health, any type of thing of that nature. So uh, just a, on a serious note, just another fuck you to this country as a staff record level and as a group. And I don't know the exact statistic, but don't doesn't the uh, veteran population play a, a key part in homelessness in this country? Yep. OK, just wanted to yep. make sure. And I don't know the exact percentage, but I know a, a, a good percentage of uh, veterans are make up a good percentage of the homelessness in this country. So, yep. you mm-hmm. know, wanted to get You're that out wrong. there as well. But you know what quick and chris talked about um these things are very are very very common amongst men not just black men listen you know i know it's it's easy to say with black men is but men in general patriarchy in general has told men chin up chest out don't cry don't show no emotion and then it has you know it has carried for generations and generations and like quick said where i grew up at you know showing too much emotion get you killed Nobody can know you have a weakness. Once they see chink in your armor, you done for. Um, I hope that Quick really considers Chris's advice about going to therapy. And I always get confused when people be like, well, what do I look like talking to a stranger? Them the best ones to talk to. They don't know nobody but you. They don't know your mama and them. They don't know your sisters and them. They don't know your aunties, your grandma. They don't know your kids, your wife. They are there solely to listen to you, unbiased, no judgment, and to help you come up with solutions to be in the best mental health space possible. Strangers is perfect. And they got all the tools and all the education. And ain't nobody giving you your no backwards bullshit advice that's going to do the opposite of what it needs to do. It's quite literally their job. Quite literally. Um, I want to talk about Raina and this plastic surgery thing. We are here at this network. We are proponents of good nipping and tucking. Um, but I think Raina is a lot of women who get so caught up in the glitz and the glamour of social media that they forget that it is okay to not be perfect. And I'm so glad that Ashley said that a lot of what you see on social media is people putting their best foot, best face forward. Photoshop, 
made to the God, hair done to the God, style to the gods, ph professional photographer and everything else. It's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to be have flaws. It's okay to love the skin you in and not be comparing it to what you see on social media. Because even the IG girls ain't the IG girls when they close their app. Okay, them pictures been pinched, pushed, zoomed, airbrushed, filtered, and everything else. And that's okay. It's okay to want, when you put a picture out there that's going to live on the internet forever for it to be a great picture of you. But I think we got to start getting to a place where we realize how detrimental social media can be to the standards we set for ourselves. I think it's uh, it's the it's the it's the chasing of perfection under a patriarchal society where beauty is a, a commodity and currency. Yeah, absolutely. And even looking at Raina, we're talking about a woman that has had how many kids? Three, four? Three, uh, three four yeah, kids. Three or four kids. Girl, would you look at yourself? That's a, she's a beautiful woman. She looks good. And even me and Mike was talking about it. For the type of frame she tends, seems to have, she seems like she's a slender woman. No big old ass ain't going to look good on you. Mm. Yeah, I think that's another thing that's really on the radar. Like, you, you have what you, you, your body and your frame, like, those things are key. Like, it, like you can get surgery and get something modified. And it just don't fit your natural frame, and then you look goofy. Case in point, fucking um, um, Donna on Black Ink, like Donna yeah. got that surgery, and nothing about her, nothing about it fit her frame, and that's why she built like a a a, a, a wildebeest. Uh. You got to know your frame. <laughs> got to know it. Got to know it. Um. So, so, so far for me, Ashley is really my favorite. I really do like Ashley. I really do. I actually, I like Ashley and Raina. And I'm not too, I think they husbands are, they, when you I, think of cis, cis hetero men, they fall right into the category. You know, they're, and then, you know, it just is what it is. But from the, you know, I remember seeing some of Raina and Jamie's TikToks um, and they were a couple of them have been really funny. And I'm always about black people getting a bag off social media because white people have been doing it for so long. So even if I didn't think the skits they do or the shit that, or the content that they create for TikTok wasn't funny, I'm still all about them getting a bag off TikTok. Because content creators on TikTok and Instagram are making millions of dollars. I really wish I had the time and energy to want to be a content creator um, and, and get grab that bag. But a lot of effort goes into being a content creator. People think you just wake up and do some shit and everybody love it. But behind the scenes, content creators are sitting down and, and masterfully planning content. Yeah, well, well, I want to correct you, friend. That type of content creator. I mean, yeah, like I'm a creator. I'm a content creator, <laughs> and I do like podcasting. 
Um, but podcasting is much like radio where you really got to, you know, hit the ground running full time. Even if we see some of our faves, like, you know, Jade and XD and Crystal and Kid Fury, in order for them to get where they have gotten with podcasting and content creating, they really had to embrace it full time. They really had to throw their back into it. It didn't come overnight. So we Absolutely. keep we keep creating me and Jeremy doing a, the other host on the network. We keep doing our thing. And, you know, we you know, all it takes is the right one one of the right person catching what we do and it could be up from there. So we're going to keep bringing our content. But I don't have the patience to to do content like creation TikTok. for TikTok and Instagram. You, you know, you know what's funny about TikTok? I don't even have one and it never been on there, but I always see videos. I love I I love TikTok. I can get on t- I can get lost on TikTok for hours. I really That's what can. Say. I really can't get lost in TikTok for hours, and you know, you know, it goes from there. Um, I don't like winter. I don't like <laughs> winter, and I don't like Monique because Monique is trying to play Monique. If you're gonna be a villain, stand up in it. Uh, literally what we was talking about them light skin heifers on Potomac if you're gonna be a villain stand up in it you knew that when you went back to Ashley Arena and told them word for word what Winter was saying you knew the domino effect it would create you knew the ripple effect that would come from it so don't give us this I didn't maybe I heard it wrong maybe I did if you didn't want it to be no beef, you wouldn't have went back and was telling them girls how Winter was calling their husbands uh, DJ Fun Size and, and all this kind of shit. If, and let me tell you... Go ahead, friend. If you quote-unquote heard it wrong, why did you run around and tell it wrong? Yeah, if you heard it wrong, you should have... If, if there was any possibility that you misheard or misconstrued anything that you heard, you should have shut the fuck up. Hello? You was being messy. You knew what you was doing, except you don't have, you don't have a big clit energy to stand in it. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Say it again. You giving little bag of flower energy. <laughs> That's what you're giving, little bag of flower energy. You didn't have, you didn't, have, you didn't have the pussy power to stand up in the mess that you was creating. And I don't like that. I don't like victim villain mentality. Pick one and sit there. You are not friends enough with these women to be saying disparaging things about their husbands. Period. Also, you married a motherfucker who you never saw where they laid their head at at night. You don't need to be giving nobody's husband nicknames, bitch, because you married to a motherfucking scammer. Right. Imagine you are gullible somebody, as fuck. You gullible as fuck. Imagine, imagine giving somebody else's husband a nickname when you couldn't even give yours a first name. You ain't even know if his name was on nobody lease. He was living in his mama and daddy basement. You never went over there. You never met his parents or nothing. Like you know how weird that is. Because if they would have, if she would have met his parents, she would have knew he lived there. Mm-hmm. And we you did that to... dumb shit while having kids. Right? Like, girl, you was literally a walk-in episode of Love After Lockup. 
Like, I think you really should mind your mouth. And I'm glad that Raina flew off the handle on you because you were out of pocket. Because you got really you offended when motherfuckers was calling you gullible at that dinner for never knowing what the fuck Kevin was into. What was that saying about a hit dog? They gonna always holler. And you show hollowing wicked winter, willowing winter. I um I'm not a fan of winter, and even based on the previews for the next episode, it's gonna get even worse because you gonna make a whole scene at this uh couples night thing like a buffoon. Also, can I? <laughs> Chris and Monique was being messy together because if it's a couple's night, why are y'all inviting people who are on the brink of divorce? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was basically <laughs> Messy as like, a motherfucker. How you, how you going to invite somebody to a couple's and they might not be a couple? <laughs> and they not a couple. She trying to, she trying to hound that nigga down to get him to sign the divorce papers. <laughs> A couple, a couple show with no couples. <laughs> also, Winter, how are you talking about Raina be dressed from Sheen and you sitting up there with that uh with that old ass uh haircut that Rihanna already did? Yeah, and Cassie. No, Cassie, it was Cassie with that old ass top, Cassie haircut. On top of that, hell, once you be up in here with these damn Ross ass dresses, girl. I know you fucking lying. Right. Like, bitch, give it a break. And no shade to Ross, but don't be don't be dressing in the, in the finest of Ross fashions. You appeal shade and sheen. Shout out to the good sis Blair because she did tell us exactly what Chris said on this episode about how when he met Monique, she was trying to be a rapper. Right. I I looked at this episode and I was like, damn, Blair already said this. Ahead of the game, sis. Ahead of the game, and we appreciate you for it. Which can we park it right here real quick though? Real quick before we move on. On the on the on the real though, Chris, you heard Monique rapping, and you thought that she was gonna be a star. Alright, bro. Alright. Like you, nigga to nigga, you just wanted that pussy. We can be honest, cause you know good and goddamn well. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know damn well. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to say that. We're going to head over to VH1 Couples Retreat where Jess Hilarious is a very attractive woman, but very dumb. Because why are you with Daniel? Damn, Daniel. Why are you with him? Like, even this whole thing, him attacking... uh, Claudia's boyfriend, what's his name? KJ, Kim coming at KJ. It was, it was all, it was giving, uh, I need to show that I'm, I can, I'm, I'm the big tough guy on campus. Like, that's not your energy. At y'all big ass ages. That's not your energy. You was trying to pop off and it wasn't even giving what you thought it gave. And, and Claudia ended up reading you for filth. Which that's, that in itself is saying something when Claudia Jordan has, has can read you. Um, I appreciated this episode where we got, you know, into the, into the, we got to the root with Styles P and Ajua. Um, Finally. Which 
if you watched uh, Marriage Boot Camp, you already knew some of their issues. There have been some infidelity issues. There have been an issue with their daughter committing suicide. Um, when you lose a child, you don't ever really truly heal from it. And so I think the issue has been that Styles is so busy trying to portray that he's healed from this. When he's not, you're never healed from that. You don't heal from losing a child. And you have to do the work consistently to find peace. Can You can find peace from losing a child. I don't think you ever truly heal from losing a child. And you I have agree. to constantly work on being at peace. And you have to do that work and, and get help professionally. But I just thought it was really weird that everybody was so invested in what issues uh, Styles P and Ajwa had while actively not working on their own issues. I, I won't say that Styles and Ajwa have less issues. What I will say is when it comes to the issues in their relationship, I think the loss of their child is the biggest issue. Whereas in, with the other couples, they truly don't know how to communicate and respect each other. Yes. I think Styles and Audra have a ton of respect for each other. I think they've done the work to get beyond the infidelity. Um, but I, yeah, and I, but I just think that the losing a child will always be sitting in the room with them. It, it will all it will always be a part of them, and it will always be hard to deal with. And they will always try to be in a space where they want to be like, "We're okay, we're fine, we're good, we're okay, we're okay, we're good, we're good, we're good." But it's okay for them not to be good on when when days come up when they have bad days when they thinking about their child and wish their child was here, you know, Christmas come around and they wish they could take some family pictures with all of their children and things of that nature. I don't think they have the same issues that the other couples have. If we being honest, I don't. Um, and I, I want Shamari to get a grip. Cause you had the most to say and you and Ronnie had been trying, y'all got, y'all got some huge issues because her sexuality, first of all, she's lying about her sexuality. And he's insecure about her sexuality. That's what I truly believe. I She's like, I don't want to be with a woman. I don't want to this. You was about to leave your husband for a woman. You absolutely do like to be with women. All right. Stifling who you are for someone someone who clearly is insecure about who you are, that's an indication that you don't need to be with them. Absolutely. In my, in my opinion. And being bisexual doesn't mean that you're incapable of monogamy. And you did not cheat on your husband. Y'all had a consenting open relationship. And when he wasn't getting no bitches and you was, he wanted to close the door. <laughs> right like let's talk about it like that let's get to the root of all of this for real he is jealous that he is he is swaggerless and you got swag and he is jealous your man is a hater hey did somebody say that on twitter candace think of the biggest hater you got in this man yeah <laughs> or your man that's what i want to see yeah this this is about the fact that you are insecure with her sexuality because she got the sauce and you don't be no, because she was really taking this woman very serious. And the thing is, 
Shamari, it's okay to, to say that you like women. You but you just because you like women don't mean you like every woman. And every time you cross paths with a woman, you gonna be in danger of leaving your husband for a woman. But you absolutely do have you do have an attraction to women and and more than just sexually. You were gonna leave your husband for her. Y'all had a bond and a connection. And now he lives in fear that another woman can come along and you will actually leave. But see, that's that's on that's a him thing. Yep. Because you can leave now if you want to and be single. And you wanting her to to downplay who she is and shut off parts of herself so you could be secure in your masculinity is gonna, it's not gonna end the way you think it's gonna end. So stop trying to make that woman cower in who she is. Right. Stop being a hater. Just you better off with Country Wayne. At least he get a bag. Daniel don't do shit, but joke. I don't like that shit. I don't fuck with no joking ass nigga when I'm trying to have serious conversations. You can't laugh your way out of everything. And if y'all are not on the same page and can't get on the same page, y'all should cut y'all ties and cut y'all losses now. Claudia, go to the doctor, baby. You're an older woman. You may be having some libido issues. You don't, may not want to admit it, but it's very much so not normal to have that little intimacy in your relationship and while dangling intimacy over KJ's head like a carrot. You went, you put on all this lingerie, you, you, you did all this, you were sending, you were sending uh, thirst traps and you didn't even get that man no pussy. What was the reason? Because you was tired? Bitch, you should have had a V8. Yep. And that's normal. Let's, I think we've got to get out the habit of uh, shaming people when there might be some, inti- they might be suffering some intimacy issues, especially health-wise. Because there are a lot of things that the human body can go through that affects your desire or your ability to be intimate with your partner. Even at the very basic level, stress. Yep. And especially considering the times that we are living in, stress is a motherfucker for everybody. And as women get older, people be like, ah, I'm horny, I'm horny. Yeah, but that, as women get closer to menopause and stuff like that, they can see issues in their sex drive and, and their desire to be intimate. So, and men, men, as they get older, they can as well. So I, I just urge you and KJ to really get to the root of y'all intimacy issues. Cause that's what it seems like. Y'all seem like two backed up teenagers. Mm-hmm. This, I enjoyed this episode. I think, uh, next week is like a real big episode. Maybe we getting close to the season finale, and we Probably, get. I would give it maybe like two more episodes. Yeah. Yep. Let's get the love and marriage Huntsville. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna just dive right in. Martell, what the kind of what the fuck kind of rat ass you had on your suit? <laughs> 
what the fuck kind of chipmunk hair was that? <laughs> Not you had Chip and Dale fur on your back. <laughs> Rescue Rangers fur. What the fuck was Rescue that? Rangers fur. All right. What that was? What that was? <laughs> the fur was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> It was a lot, but also it was a lot, but also on brand for a nigga, Mar- a nigga like Marcel, to be honest. Um, I want to say that I absolutely agree with uh, Martel's uncle. If you're yeah, first 100%. of all, let me say this: I do believe that the work that Melanika and Martel did for Inez Wine. Um, they did a great job because you do need to know your target audience. You do need to appeal to your target audience. And But if your target audience is women, women love a heartfelt story. So why would you purposely not tell why you named your wine after your grandmother? Bingo. Is that and if it? you're like, going, is... go ahead for you. No, it's really that simple. Like you hear fucking uh more recent uh big uh big lurch trying to make excuses for that sh- for that shit. No, there is no excuse. If especially listen, it's that simple. Like imagine us doing something in Curtis' name, but then also not mentioning Curtis. And then especially in front of you know the rest of Curtis's, you know, friends and family that he fucked with, because you you know, rest in peace, friend. But like it's really that simple, like. Not doing something in someone's name, but then also not mentioning their name, like that was wrong. Period. It, it was it's wrong. Really that and, and let's be honest, you really just got back cool with Marceau. There right? was no reason to have them niggas up there, right? It, like I said, if you, it was very. First of all, you were supposed to pay homage to your grandmother by making sure people understood where the name came from why it was important to you and two it would have helped you in appealing even more so to your target audience bingo hello and then sitting up there talk telling your uncle which your uncle should have punched the shit out you we on national National tv don't do that that's your problem now you always trying to keep some fucking secrets and they always come back to bite you in your motherfucking ass and then then when your mama was your mama even was like your mama was like yeah i agree i agree with my brother i would have been upset too if i was there Mm -hmm. i just want to say martell mama keeps some stiff glued in tracks in that hair don't you know Stiffware right there, bitch. <laughs> and then having a nerve to tell your uncle, where's the respect? Bitch, what? you didn't put no respect on his mama name? Literally. Your grandmama name? Literally. The fuck you mean? His uncle better than me because I would have beat the shit out of him there. I, ain't give a, yeah, I don't give a fuck I about no camera. I would have scuffed no that nothing. rat ass up. Right, put that rat ass right in, right in your ass. That's exactly where it would have gone. Yeah, and that's the problem with Martin. He always wants somebody to respect him or do or, or, or appeal to him, and he don't show no respect to nobody else. Not even respect to your 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 pat your passed away grandmother, who literally you named the wine after. Correct. Um, we come back from this trip, 
Right. Yeah, I think it was a very decent trip. I don't think anything out of the ordinary happened. But what I will say is none of these women are as secure in their marriages as they would lead us to believe. Okay, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here, friend. I'm glad that we're here because I agree with you. Because I we watched these episodes and I didn't think anything particularly crazy happened. If anything, the only person that was having fun and wilding was Martel, which he is allowed because he is a single man. Everybody else, they acted more or less how married men would act. Like nothing got crazy, nothing got out of hand. And then we come back and Mar saw and Maurice having these talks with um uh, with with Kimmy and the teacher respectfully. And I'm just sitting here looking like why is this so damn awkward when quite literally nothing happened. Correct. Like, what is with all this damn interrogation, these awkward-ass questions, and, you know, did you do this? You know, what was it? Like, nothing happened. Literally nothing. And what surprised me was I expected from Letitia, but Kimmy was the one that I was surprised with, because I was like, Kimmy, is this Kimmy or Letitia I'm looking at? Because he fucked that linebacker. <laughs> Again, the fact that she could <laughs> call a linebacker. <laughs> Blue 42. I was <laughs> He fucked her. He 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 did something. He he had an infidelity, and they keep trying to sweep it under the rug. I wanna I wanna touch on Lewis and um Tiffany. Let me say this. Tiffany is not attracted to Lewis. And it shows. It shows. And she's not attracted to him at all. When she told Mel that she left her ex-husband who subsequently had passed away, not because she wasn't in love with him, but because she was tired of struggling. That was her soulmate. Lewis is her come up. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, great way to put it. He spends a lot of time begging for affection and intimacy from his wife. Right. Which that in itself, like if you have to beg for, like man or woman, if you have to beg for that much affection and intimacy from your partner, that is a sign that your partner, unless they have some mental issues or something going on, they are just not attracted to you. And they're not interested. And, and you know, that's fucked up. It but is. that, it just is the truth. Um, yeah. I think... I so much want to be a woman's woman when it comes to Letitia Scott. But Letitia Scott is a dumb bitch. And she makes so many excuses for why Marceau treats her as shitty as he does. And I am fucking tired of it. And when she went to Dr. Francis, I am so glad Dr. Francis cleared that motherfucking room and read Marceau down for Phil. Because in what motherfucking universe is a trip to Africa done last minute? Motherfuckers who live in the United States take a last minute trip to Vegas, a last minute trip to Atlanta. You could take Miami. a last minute trip to Miami, LA, New York, DC, Houston, New Orleans, Chicago, Chicago, St. Louis, Seattle, New Orleans, New Orleans, okay? Africa, though, nigga. Going to a Africa? whole nother continent is not a last minute trip in the middle of a pandemic, nonetheless. Hello. 
And I'm so glad Dr. Francis told her that wasn't a last minute trip. He told you last minute. He had been planning that trip. He had to find a hotel, a resort, get playing fair, make sure his passport was together, make sure he was in within COVID guidelines and so on and so forth. That was no last minute fucking trip to Africa. You don't go to another continent last minute. Play with your mama, nigga. Don't play with us. I, especially when you're a business owner. And not just not just uh you own a, a bookstore or something, you own a whole fucking construction company where you do residential and commercial uh construction. Any projects you had going, you had to make sure they was properly covered. You own the cigar lounge, you had to make sure that was properly handled while you was gone to Africa. Right. You own a motherfucking champagne. You had to make sure your orders and all that kind of shit was handled before you went to Africa. Stop fucking playing in our face. And Tisha, you should be fucking embarrassed being this fucking gullible. Yeah, let me say this, Candace. I, 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 bet, I, bet, I bet you're good and goddamn well. Jalen knew it wasn't no damn last minute trip. Absolutely. Talking about she couldn't get the kids this, couldn't get the dog that. You could if he would have told you when he started planning the trip. That motherfucker mm -hmm. told you he was going to Africa likely a couple weeks before he was leaving. And where? why couldn't you go somewhere in the United States and get some space and peace of mind and tranquility? Uh, shit, if we being real, if we being honest with how distant y'all are, communication rise hell, if you want to distance, all you had to do was go in the basement. Because communication-wise, y'all are already planets apart, let alone states. I'd be so, I have secondhand embarrassment for Letitia because you spend all your motherfucking free time blaming everybody else for, for the, the chinks in the armor of your marriage, but you never hold your motherfucking husband accountable. Every time you hold him accountable, that motherfucker lie to your face and you eat it up. Bitch, you should be embarrassed. You can go anywhere in North America. You can call that a last-minute trip. Let's be honest, friend. You can even go to Cancun last minute. It ain't hard right. to get a flight to Cancun. You can, go to, you can go to Canada last minute. Yeah. But Africa, dude? But Africa. a whole nother continent, that's not a last-minute trip. Especially not in the middle of COVID. Not the Francis don't play. Dr. Francis don't play, and I'm looking forward to um, that couple's retreat. But let's before we go, I want to talk about this conversation between Mel and Kimmy. Kimmy, you full of shit. Everybody, all, all men don't cheat, Mel. She didn't say all men cheat, but y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all's niggas was in Atlanta doing some shit shit. They had no business do it because we saw you earlier in the season trying to verify if he fucked the linebacker. Mm -hmm. So even you have an inkling that your nigga cheated. Shit, even in this episode, how insecure you was acting, asking all these goddamn questions. Um, We were spot on about Melanica. Something in the milk ain't clean. Uh, she told, first of all, Mel, when a woman exposed, when Melanica exposed Marcel, Martel and said he was cheating on you two weeks before y'all got married, that should have been your red flag, baby. Mm. 
that's when you should have paused every fucking thing and figured some shit out. I honestly believe that Martel has probably had probably cheated on Mel all of their relationship. Probably. Yeah. He just got caught at the end of it. Yeah. But based on these conversations, it doesn't seem like Martel has ever been faithful to Melody. Ever. I agree. And the fact that uh, Melanica, Melnica, whatever her name is, could get on the phone and be on three-way and expose you. And now her and Martel is back good, good friends and working together and shit. Something there is, is weird. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have to acquiesce to you and, and, uh, and Blair for what y'all was saying last week. They definitely... Like at first I didn't see it, but this episode, yeah, that I believe they definitely have fucked or have been fucking. They certainly have. And I which if say... Martell wasn't a which if Martell wasn't a piece of shit, I wouldn't be mad because mommy is thick. Yeah, she's an attractive woman, but just something she not adding up. Some don't add up about their relationship. And it's more than just a childhood relationship because I have childhood friends and like childhood guy friends and I've never tried to expose them cheating on their women to their women. And still be cool with them. And still be cool with them. It's definitely given given Destiny 2.0. Yeah. Um, Before and also before we go, I just want to say that Marceau and Tisha, y'all are too old to not have a grasp on intimacy first things first tisha and this could be a reason why you are so insecure about about marceau cheating on you intimacy physical intimacy is very important in a relationship we we've got to stop acting is it the end all be all no but it's very important physical intimacy is very important it's another form of communication with your partner yes marceau you are too old to not understand that it's very hard for your wife to want to to engage in all this physical intimacy when you literally treat her like your, your slave. Yeah. You want her to cook, clean, take care of the kids, be the secretary, run errands, do this, that, and third, and so on. She's too tired to fuck. She's too tired right. to fuck, and your Nick. back is wide. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> Knock knee, little titty having motherfucker. You don't give your wife the space to rest and have some peace so that she can be in the mood to take some dick. Right. You don't you don't help. You don't you don't help around the house. You don't help around the kids. You don't like all you do is pay bills and then expect her to want to suck your dick 24-7. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Maybe if you maybe if you took the load off of her with the domestic side, then she could take your load off. Hello, a load for a load. A one load, load washes right, the, one load. load washes the other. <laughs> exactly. Maybe if you wash some dishes, she could wash your dick. <laughs> maybe have you thought about yeah. that? Hello, if you put the kids to bed, she gonna put your kids to bed. <laughs> Have you ever considered that? Have you ever considered it? Would you not be a motherfucker? What I do know is that y'all don't really have a partnership. 
Y'all struggle constantly with the power dynamics in y'all marriage and it shows in conversations like these because if there was uh, a meeting of the minds in the middle and understanding of the roles that each other has to play on a regular basis and respect it, things could be a lot better for y'all. Absolutely. But y'all too busy trying to figure out who, who head of the household. Instead of y'all running the household together, instead of y'all running the finances together, instead of y'all making business decisions together. And my thing yeah. is y'all got the money. If if you know that Tia, if, if, Tia, that Tisha is saying, oh, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, I do this, that, and the third with the kids, hire somebody. Right. As, the, as the man in her life, bring somebody in quite literally what we were saying um at the beginning of the podcast about privilege and access y'all have privilege and access you have the ability to hire extra help that could help not only you but also her you you have the access and privilege to do that why are you not doing it and not not just wanda hire a professional sit down do the work do the research and hire somebody who comes in and helps your wife. And I don't give a fuck if it's a tutor for the kids so that maybe Tisha could cook while the kids are getting their homework done. Or if it's a, if it's a housekeeper or if it's, you know, having a nanny on standby so that y'all can have date nights or date weekends, or y'all can take a trip together without the kids. But y'all struggle so much with power dynamics that y'all can never really get to the root of y'all issues because y'all are always trying to outpower the other person yeah they don't have a team they don't have any concept no they're not they are not a team they both want to be the head coach Mm -hmm. yeah so it it just is a lot and i can see why y'all are in the position y'all are in, but I just feel like y'all are too old for that. Y'all are in y'all forties and shit. And you are fucking forty. Yeah, y'all are fucking forty, and y'all are still arguing about. Well, I can't, I can't suck your dick because I got to do every, all the domestic labor. Y'all are millionaires. She walking around wearing five, six thousand dollar bags, two, three thousand dollar shoes. You driving six figure cars and so on. So y'all having houses built and you know Scott Manor this and Scott Manor that. Then get some fucking help in that house. And Marceau, hire and pay motherfuckers so that you can take a load off with all the work and you do. Hire qualified motherfuckers. That's what I got to say about that. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all we got. We're going to get the fuck on up out of here. And we're going to come back next week with more mess, more chaos. Um, But yeah, peace, niggas. We out.